Welcome to Scrollin', a podcast about the Elder Scrolls Online. I'm Ket. I'm Davius. This is episode number 49. Okay, we'll give it a shot. Um, this is PTS version 7.0.0 for the upcoming Blackwood chapter. Uh, so this is part of the year-long Gates of Oblivion storyline. This is the second installment and kind of the main central focus uh, of the of the year's worth of content. Um, typical stuff that we get with a, a normal chapter. It's a new zone with public dungeons, delves, world bosses. Um, these world events are called uh, Oblivion Portals. So it's like this zone's equivalent to Dark Anchors or Dragon Fights. Have you seen video footage of these things, Davius? I haven't seen video footage, but I talked to you a little bit about it, and I read a little bit about it. It it seems we talked about this. It's really cool that they're keeping this this dark anchor type theme in a creative way. But these seem like really interesting new twist on it for sure. It's neat how they keep coming up with creative ways to have these world events and keep coming up with different things. And yeah, we talked about like um, like Somerset. You saw those um, abyssal geysers, and for those, it's like okay, that's just kind of a reskin of a dark anchor. But then ever since then, it's like something, some totally new thing uh, after yeah. that. So. Um, that's pretty cool. The, these Oblivion portals, apparently they don't show up in the map. They just spawn in random places. And then you go into the portal and then you're actually in Oblivion. And it's like, a, they say it's like a public dungeon sized area. And you go through there and I guess fight enemies and do stuff. Um, there's also a 12 player trial. They say about 30 hours of quest and exploration content. Of course, a bunch of new armor sets that we're going to get into here in just a little bit. Um, there's this new companion system. Davis, how do you feel about this companion system? Here, here's my thing on the companions. Maybe I'm in the minority on this. I really think the companion system is going to be a lot of, um, maybe unusual content for, for PVE players and really PVP players too, just to have things to do. I think these, I think this is going to be secretly quite a bit of content. Yeah, they're putting like a lot of um, like quests and stuff, like story stuff like that behind them. Uh, and you can put a lot of time into gearing them up and leveling them up and specking them out and that sort of stuff. I think there's yeah, a lot of theory crafting. Yeah, yeah. Some some amount of that. Not to the degree that you can do your own actual character, but but some. I think people are a little maybe let down. It's like, well, you know, we've gotten new classes and new skill lines and things like that in the past. But um, you know, we our our expectations were set months ago, and they they wrote that letter telling us like, hey, you know, this is an unusual situation we're in here. We are scaling back um, our our content this year, and we're going to mostly focus on performance, quality of life, balance adjustments, those kinds of things. And in that regard, I think they've been knocking it out of the park so far. Honestly, yeah. um, I'll I'll tell you honestly, I, like personally, I probably I may not even like acquire a companion. I'm not super stoked. <laughs> I could see maybe having one that's like specced as a tank. If they actually can slot a taunt and hold aggro and not die, I could maybe put that to some use once in a while. I think that for, for very PVP focused players like me and you, I could see us end up using these as, all right, if there's a dungeon we were run and we don't want to go into the dungeon queue and we just try and want to, you know, we know we can do it pretty easy. Uh, we could just pull out two companions, kind of choose their roles, and then me and you could just two men. I think that kind of type of situation is where PvP players can get a good use out of them. 
I think that they've been really clever with the stuff they've been creating lately. And I'll even go back to antiquities. They're creating these, you know, these kind of smaller content things, but they've set it up in a way that they're so easy to continue on. I mean, antiquities is a huge part of the game now. I mean, we've kind of, they've kind of set the expectation that every time, every big patch, every big expansion, antiquities is going to be involved. You know, it's going to be part of it. There's going to be new, uh, you know, the the legendary items and, and things like that. And so uh, I think companions might be the same way. I think in the future, we're going to see more and more of these companions just kind of be a part as things go forward. Oh, yeah. There's no way we're not getting companions in the crown store, right? Like, certainly yeah. there's going to be, I mean, how cool would it be if you could just buy Razum Dar and just have him follow you around? <laughs> but then everyone would have it, but you just see like a million Razum Dars running around everywhere. And that's another thing. As far as I can tell, it seems like you are going to be able to see everyone's companions running around, which I'm not looking forward to that, honestly. <laughs> but I guess it, we'll see that's going to be it's going to be interesting. They that they're all. My biggest worry with that is I don't want to see a hundred of the same looking companion. I know you can do. You know, you can, outfits yeah. and motifs and stuff. So maybe that will help with it. But um, it'll look funny if there's just a hundred of the exact same person yeah. running around. Well, um, their helmet is always hidden, so you're you're at least always going to see their face. Yeah, that's see, that's part of the that's part of my worry. There is that I don't. That's a that's a weird. Uh, yeah, weird decision on that. I, you know, whatever. So just a few quick facts. You can spec them as DPS, heals, or tank. Uh, they said that when they're fully specced out and optimized, you can expect maximum about 10k DPS from them. Uh, you cannot summon them in solo arenas, PvP, or housing. Um, there's a rapport system uh, that kind of determines whether or not they like you, depending on how you behave when they're around. Uh, and then like Davius was just saying a minute ago, um, there's a bunch of quests that you can do to kind of learn about their past and learn more about them. Uh, and I think there's even some cosmetic items you can earn through those as well. Um, so that's companions. Um, they're also adding uh, a new feature called Endeavors. And this is a new way to earn crowns in game. Once again, I think this is another, I don't want to say time consumer, but they, they're doing a really good job of of these little seemingly tiny things but when you add them all together it's a lot of it's a lot of stuff to do when you log on if you if you want to yeah yeah totally there's just so yeah they're they're going to deliver these kind of like um like a login reward i think like when you log into the game they'll assign you they say like simple tasks like killing a certain number of creatures or maybe crafting some basic items just some simple tasks um, and they're, you're limited to how many you can do. You can't do, you can't just endlessly grind them on and on and on. You can only do a certain number per day and a certain number per week. Um, so they are going to limit you there. Anyway, that, I'm, I'm not sure what, like how long it's going to take to get a certain number of crowns. I don't think there's much info on that. PTS was down sure. most of yesterday, even though it, it technically dropped yesterday. Um, we've only been able to log in for maybe, I don't know, a few hours at this point. And I, I personally haven't had a chance to do anything in there. I look at the endeavors as kind of a, it's going to be kind of like a new crafting writ or, you know, crafting surveys type of situation in my mind. Yeah, it is kind of like that. Like just kind of a repeatable, simple thing that you can do to just kind of constantly be chipping your way towards some goal of some kind. So yeah, there's the zone, companions, endeavors, there's going to be the usual cosmetics, dyes, costumes, pets, mounts, stuff like that that you can get. 
Uh, and there's going to be a bunch of base game changes. So even if you don't buy the expansion at all, um, there's a bunch of stuff related to combat and balance. There's these new proc set changes. Um, there's a bunch of changes to existing sets, uh, champion points, quality of life that'll all apply to you, uh, whether you get the expansion or not. So why don't we talk about these new armor sets? This is, this is the good stuff right here. It's the juicy stuff right here. I'm looking forward. There's a couple of these sets that I actually am really stoked about. So we'll start with the Overland set. The first one, we, we, we joked about this name. It's just called Frostbite. Which, that's it. Which is, that's just a surprisingly simple name for this game. I think there's like so few names. It's just like yeah. such a direct, like a common word, you know, like it's just Frostbite. Yeah, anyway. there, it's not named after anybody. It's not like this long. It's just Frostbite. Yeah. Five piece frostbite. Frostbite. It's a light armor set. Uh, this is a cool set, I think. Uh, the two through four piece bonuses give you spell damage, spell critical, and spell damage. Uh, and then the five piece increases your damage done with frost abilities by 6%, and increases your damage done against chilled enemies by 4%, and increases your damage done against enemies afflicted with minor brittle by 2%. So that's that's a lot of that's a lot of numbers there, <laughs> but I want to point out that six percent increases your damage done with frost abilities by six percent, but everything after that doesn't specify frost abilities. It just says damage done increases your damage done against chilled enemies by four percent, increases your damage done against enemies afflicted with minor brittle by two percent. So. That's pretty interesting. So your frost damage abilities just have a flat 6% all the time. If you have a frost staff and uh, and wall of elements, you, um, you're going to be applying that chilled status effect to people all the time, which is guaranteed to give them minor brittle if you have your frost staff equipped at that time. So you're going to be getting the full maximum benefit out of this. Uh, and I think it's a really clever way to introduce a set to the game for a frost mage, honestly, because... Yeah. We can't just have a set that just buffs frost damage because there's really not a viable build that can just use frost damage, right? There's going to be some flame damage or some, some other kind of damage in there one way or another. Like like a, a Warden's going to have its sub-assault, right? A Necromancer's going to have its blast bones uh, and a lot of other stuff that's not frost damage. So it's cool that this set gives you six percent a, a total of 6% damage done against enemies that are chilled and, and that have the minor brittle status effect. And that's all of your damage done, not just your frost damage done. But then your frost damage has a total of 12% increased damage. So all yeah, around, it's it's a, a it's a lot of damage. And I think it's, it's a clever way, like I said, to have a frost mage type set in the game that can actually maybe deal a fairly decent amount of damage. Yeah, I, I mean, exactly what you said. I, you know, a while back, several episodes ago, we had somebody ask about a Frost Mage character and, and you know, questions about it. And uh, the time is now. If you if you really want to make a Frost Mage character, uh, I think now is, is probably the, the best time to do yeah, it. Yeah, I think this is going to be the de facto, like, if you want a Frost Mage, this is the set, at least one of the sets you have to use, I would think. Uh, yep. It's Overland. You're going to be able to farm it easily or buy it at a guild trader. So that's very nice. Yeah, and you know, and and we'll we'll talk about it later on with changes going to proc sets. But um, this could be a good way to kind of get your damage up with with the changes happening to proc sets. Kind of a unique way uh, to get more damage. Yeah, that's very true. These type of proc sets are going to probably become a lot more popular, where the the proc isn't doing the damage for you; it's right. just allowing you to do more damage. Um, 
so that's the light armor set. The the medium armor overland set is called Deadlands Assassin. Um, the two through four piece gives you weapon damage, weapon damage, and maximum stamina. And then the five piece bonus gives you another 200 weapon damage. And then when you heavy attack an enemy within 10 meters, throw a cone of knives, sort of AOE attack. Um, and then enemies that are under 50% health, if they get hit, they also get a bleed dot applied to them for 13 seconds. Um, and the, they don't state a cooldown there, and they don't say that it has to be a fully charged heavy attack either. So uh, a medium attack will work just fine, uh, and looks like you can just spam it over and over and over again if you wanted to. I mean, is, are you interested in this set? I mean, I think it could be good, but just something about it, I'm just not... just don't do anything for me, I don't think. Something in my brain, if it starts with when you heavy attack, not interested. Yeah, you that's know? exactly, it's exactly, <laughs> I literally wrote that down. I, I don't it's care like, what, it, what the rest it of it says. If it says heavy attack, I'm not interested. Yeah, I know that medium attacks can be almost just as fast as light attacks, you know, uh, I understand that, but I just, I just don't like that type of mechanic. Um, in this throw of cone of knives... I don't know how strong is that going to be. Proc sets are going to be weird now, so it's it's hard to know. Um, and enemies under 50% health get that bleed dot. I mean, I guess that could help you kind of get them down into execute range. But personally, just like my my gut feeling is, I'm not probably going to use this yeah. set. Maybe it'll look cool. Might have a cool visual effect, yeah. Yeah, and this one could be really popular now because there's those the heavy attack builds, you know, it's that's a popular thing right now, and it's it's effective. Oh, yeah. They have to be within 10 meters. Um, so I could see that with like a Vatashran two-hander yeah. situation. Like if you have the stats, you know, proc sets are going to be based on stats now. I guess it's spoilers. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're spoiling things. <laughs> we called it in the last episode, guys. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. spoiled it last episode. <laughs> Zoss was listening and then... Pretty amazing. In just two weeks, they managed to implement this idea that we said in our last episode. So pretty <laughs> impressive, Zoss. They got to work right away. <laughs> um, Bog Raider is the heavy overland set. You get max magicka, max health, max stamina. I like those. I like those stats there. Mm -hmm. uh, the five piece, when an enemy you have recently damaged dies, gain 10 ultimate and increase your health recovery by 1156 for 10 seconds. And that can happen every 10 seconds. How do you feel about that one? Ultimate health recovery? That seems like your sort of thing. So this is an interesting one because initially I, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's the name. It's, I don't know if it's because I thought it would do something different based on the name. Initially, I was let down by this set. But the more I read about it and the more I actually look and think about it, I think this is actually going to be pretty good. It's some really good stats. Yeah. Seems and, like a really well-rounded set. And, you know, we always look at things with our, our PvP lenses on. Uh, and so I'm looking at this from a PvP. In, in a battleground, in PvP, you're damaging people that are dying all the time, especially right now. So I think, you know, for to, to make this happen every, every 10 seconds... Uh, it's going to be pretty easy, right? I mean, this is going to happen every 10 seconds. Yeah, I mean, especially if you have AoE, like if you're a sorcerer yeah. with Hurricane, you know, like you're just absentmindedly damaging people all the time. Um, so I think you could probably have a pretty high uptime on that. Uh, in PvE, certainly, you could have a super high uptime on that. Yeah, and so you're getting, you know, basically one ultimate every second, uh, which is good. And then, you know, a lot of health recovery. Another spoiler, you know, we'll talk about... 
some health recovery changes later. Yeah. But uh, still a lot of health recovery, even considering even so, those changes. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's actually going to be pretty good. I think for some reason, Bog Raider made me think, you know, we talked about this, you know, Swamp Raider, Bog Raider. Yeah, uh, I was thinking it was going to be similar to Swamp Raider just because of the name. I do like the name Bog Raider. It's cool. Yep. It's a cool name. Uh, but yeah, I think it's going to be pretty good. I This might be one that I actually test the waters on just a little bit on some characters just to see. It seems like a good one. Just like a nice meat and potatoes. You get some nice stats. It's not overpowered, but it, it if it's what your build needs, it's what your build needs. You know, it seems like just a really good, a really good set. Yeah. So that's all the Overland sets. Uh, the crafted sets. Um, there's some really good crafted sets here. Uh, Hist Whisperer. Um, so you get health recovery, stamina recovery, and magicka recovery for the two through four piece. Um, and then the five piece, dealing damage with a light or medium attack restores 318 health, stamina, and magicka. Uh, and then a fully charged heavy attack doubles that amount, 636 uh, health, stamina, and magicka. So that amounts to 600. If you're doing light attacks, um, if you're doing like a, like a PVE DPS rotation and you're light attack weaving... Then you're getting 318 of all three stats um, for, for every single one of those light attack weaves. So that's going to equate to 636 recovery for each one of those, which is a massive amount. And, you know, like th- try to think of a five piece bonus that gives you that much of any kind of recovery. Um, we talked about it a little bit, Davius. I think the, the obvious comparison is Amberplasm because Amberplasm just straight gives you yeah. health, stamina and magic or recovery at all times. And it's what is it like 200 something each yeah. 240 i think yeah so this is giving you the equivalent of 636 of all three so like three times as much almost uh, mm-hmm. but you have to do something for it you know you have to be doing those light attack weaves um so that's a ton of recovery uh, the only thing that kind of bums me out about this set is that the two through four piece bonuses are giving you recovery also health stamina and magic recovery I think the five-piece bonus is giving you so very much recovery that you're probably not going to need anymore in your build, but you're not you're not going to have the option to trade it off for something else because those two through four-piece bonuses you're stuck with, uh, so you don't have the option to trade that for more max stats or more damage or whatever. So I think this set overall actually gives too much recovery to be yep. super useful. Um, yeah. You kind of had to point that out to me a little bit. You know, initially, I would think I was kind of selling this one short, but you kind of pointed out that it's really good, but it may be just too much recovery. It's It, it may be kind of too far into the recovery. Yeah, I think recovery is, is fairly easy right now. Um, I think a lot of people are just wearing two damage sets in PvP anyway, uh, or a damage set in a defensive set. I don't think people are really investing a lot into recovery. There's a we're also like incentivized more than ever to be using a lot of heavy attacks in our offense, and that's constantly restoring resources as well. Um, so, I mean, I know PvP is not the only use case, you know, and maybe there's there's other use cases for this set, but I don't know. PvE, I feel like recovery is even easier. So, <laughs> so I don't know. Yeah. Um, but if you want the maximum possible recovery that you can get in this game, I bet that's probably close to it right there. Um, Heartland Conqueror is another crafted set. Weapon and spell damage for the two-piece. Uh, the three-piece gives you maximum magicka, and the four-piece gives you maximum stamina. The five-piece... Get ready for this one, folks. Uh, increase the effectiveness of your weapon traits. How much would you guess? 
<laughs> not not <laughs> what it is, that's for sure. It increases the effectiveness uh, of your weapon traits by 100%. So double. Double the effectiveness double of your of your weapon traits. That does not affect the ornate or intricate traits. So don't get any ideas with that. <laughs> um, man, so there's some wild possibilities there. I think it's just some easy some easy examples right like the sharpen trait gives you a certain amount of penetration so with this mm-hmm. set it would be double that amount right yep uh the precise trait gives you crit with this set it would be twice that amount of crit uh the really interesting trait of course is infused yep um so the infused trait increases your your weapon glyph potency by 30% and reduces the cooldown by 50% so, so one must assume that this set is going to double those values. So 60% increased potency and 100% decreased cooldown. So just forgetting about this set for a second, just with the infused trait, if you're like doing a light attack weaving DPS rotation, with the infused trait alone, say you have a flame glyph on your front bar, that's going to proc every two seconds. Every other light attack weave with an infused weapon, that's how that's going to go. Uh, with with that reduced cooldown. By by default, it has a four-second cooldown. Infuse takes it down to two seconds. Heartland Conqueror is going to reduce that cooldown by 100%. So that's that's a one-second cooldown. Right now, <laughs> we haven't had a chance to log into PTS and test it for ourselves. I'm just going off of we're, what, we're, what the words say here. We're not very good at math. We admit that. You know, <laughs> if we're doing our math wrong, reach out. Send us an email. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Show us the calculations. Um, but so that, that means that your glyph is going to proc every single light attack weave, every single one. And it's going to have 60% increased potency. You know, your glyph already with an infused trait, it's already like 3,500 or so, like without Mm -hmm. counting CP. Yeah. I mean, that's like the strongest proc set in the game by a mile already. Uh, now I know obviously the... The thought is, well, what happens when we add Torgs into the equation? For for one, if you're if you're trying to decide Heartland Conqueror or Torgs Pact, it's Heartland Conqueror. That's that's the one. Torgs Pact does not take your um your cooldown down to one second. No, it takes it below two seconds, but you're not actually able to take advantage of that because you're stuck in a skill animation at that time. So you still have to wait till that two second mark before you can do another light attack weave, and that's when the when the glyph procs. Um, and it seems like Heartland Conqueror is going to take it all the way down to one second. So if it's one versus the other, Heartland Conqueror is going to win, it seems like. Uh, using them together, Torg's Pact is going to add another 45% potency to that glyph that's going to be proccing every single light attack weave. And it's also going to reduce the cooldown by, by another 33%. And at first I had dimiss- dismissed that, and I was thinking, well, you can't do a light attack any faster than every one second, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but then good good friend of the show, Caliban, who's one of our uh, guildmates we do a lot of Battlegrounds with, he's an excellent player, he pointed out that um, the dual-wield ability Rapid Strikes hits multiple times per second and can proc glyphs because it's a weapon ability. So you could be taking advantage of that reduced cooldown that infused Heartland Conqueror and Torg's Pact all combined are giving you, and that rapid strikes, what, like maybe every third strike or so? Yeah. Is gonna proc that uh, proc that 
really, really juicy glyph. What you did the math last night, Davis, is like a seven or eight thousand glyph, something like yeah, that, right? It was, I think it was over eight thousand. You know, like procking said, less than every proc- yeah. procking every less than one second. Yep. It just <laughs> seems it seems outrageous. And we're talking. We're going to be talking about these uh, proc set changes, uh, and and like I mentioned earlier. Procs are going to be based on your character stats now, so you have to have decent stats for the procs to do good damage. But this this set's going to be an exemption to that because glyphs don't follow the rules of proc sets. Glyphs have their own rules, and these sets are just altering those glyphs. It's the glyphs that are doing the damage, not the set. Uh, also, glyphs can crit. Just saying, glyphs can crit. So. <laughs> it can happen. Uh, uh, so that... There's a lot of like really insane possibilities. And yeah. we're just talking about a, a damage dealing glyph, like a flame glyph. Think about uh, like a weapon damage glyph or a, a shield glyph or a weakening glyph. There's all kinds of glyphs just, out there. You it, know? Yeah, it just seems it seems like a lot. The, the Torigs combo with this set seems uh, seems pretty wild. Even without Torigs, this set all by itself seems wild. The infused trait on its own is super duper powerful just on its own um yeah. heartland conqueror is going to be a favorite of a lot of people i can tell you that right now it's a crafted set i don't know how yeah. many traits it's going to require hopefully it takes like three a hundred traits a <laughs> hundred traits so no one can do it <laughs> i'll even throw this out there i know this is going to be less popular the infused is the way to go but i mean think about decisive you know decisive yeah. is one of my favorite underground traits on a two-handed decisive is 55 percent dude it's a hundred percent chance every time you gain ultimate you're guaranteed to gain ultimate with it's i mean it's gonna be you know it's a wow. chance i hadn't even thought about that i mean it just seems i mean this, this is gonna be wild dude yeah and you're, and, and you're gonna have a back bar glyph so you're gonna be you have a whole other thing happening back there you know (laughs) yeah uh so it's like two different sets it's it's like better torigs it's like the it's the new (laughs) better torigs sorry torigs this one strikes me as one of those sets you know the original of those i feel like for us is the student set like it starts out as this surely weeks from now this is gonna have different different uh numbers with it you're told like. they're gonna students it they're you're gonna totally right. it. before gonna it, before it goes live it's gonna be total garbage right now we're looking at it like how can this be yeah. and then three weeks from now we're like oh there it is yeah. there's the, the students treatment they it'll be it. it'll it'll go from 100 percent to 10 percent yeah It'll, they'll come um, back. They'll come back in a couple of weeks and say there was a typo. There was an extra zero. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Too many zeros. There we go. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Um, so anyway, Heartland Conqueror. Keep your eye on that one. Uh, and then the last uh, crafted set, lamest name award, <laughs> Diamonds Victory. It gets the worst uh, name for sure. <laughs> Diamonds Victory. Um, two through four piece, you get, uh, weapon and spell damage. You get weapon and spell critical and another line of weapon and spell damage. Uh, and then the five piece, when you deal direct melee damage, you gain 437 weapon and spell damage to your ranged attacks. And then vice versa. When you deal direct ranged damage, you gain 437 weapon and spell damage to your melee attacks. There's no stated cooldown on that. And they do say... That this set is currently going through some design tweaks that will be implemented in a future PTS patch. So this may not be even what this set is. But we'll talk about <laughs> we'll just talk about it as it is now. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Could be something totally different. Yeah. Um 
this is a weird one, although it, it seems weird at first. So deal melee damage and get uh, get an increase to your ranged damage, and then you deal ranged damage and you get an increase to your melee damage. And you could keep those both up at all times if you want to. I think the question is, what counts as ranged damage? I'm assuming... I am assuming that you have to be a certain distance away from your target for yeah. it to count as range damage. It doesn't merely have to be a ranged attack. Like if you're standing at point blank range and you hit someone with snipe, I don't think that's going to count. That's just my assumption. I haven't tested it. Sure. But it makes perfect sense for a lot of play styles. Like my Stamplar has a master, yours too, has a master bow on the back bar. And the way I open up every single one of my combos is on the back bar, I hit them with a uh, with a poison injection to get my master bow and my glyph procced. Yep. Uh, that, that glyph lasts for five seconds, by the way, the same duration as this set. Uh, and then I flip to my front bar and go on offense. Um, so this set would make perfectly good sense there. As soon as I hit them with that uh, with that poison injection, I'm going to get my master bow. I'm going to get my glyph proc. This set is going to proc all my melee damage, which I'm about to switch to my front bar and go attack them with a bunch of melee attacks. Um, so that would make perfect sense right there. Yep. So I, I can see an easy use case for this set. Yeah, I think that is going to be the type of use case for it. But it's kind of interesting. I wish there was a way because this set seems perfect to be back barable. But with that master bow setup that we're talking about, obviously that's going to be impossible. I wish there was some way. Uh, no, you could put this on your body. Like, well, yeah, you're right. You're right. Because yeah, because you're gonna have to have that master bow in that back slot. So yeah. this is gonna have to take your 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 armor setup. But it'd be nice if that you could just have this uh, only back borrowable. But still, I mean, still really effective. Still, I you think- could. I mean, you could. Yeah, you could if you just didn't have the master bow. I guess that's an option there. Or yeah. But anyway, it's a cool idea. I, I like that kind of yin-yang kind of idea there. It's pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if... I bet some people will. I bet some people will just... That exact setup that we were talking about there with the Master Bow and all of that. I bet we'll see some of that. Yeah. Um, so that's all the crafted sets. Um, and then the the trial sets. I don't know if I'm super pumped about any of these, but you know what? I don't think I'm ever pumped about trial sets, to be honest. Like, I can't remember the last trial set that I was like, ah, oh, that one seems sweet. The last one I remember being excited about was, uh, gosh. yeah, it was the, the, the Giants Endurance and Giants yes. Might one. And then they, and they changed, changed it. <laughs> they changed yeah. it where I didn't like it anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not cool anymore. Uh, I, I'm glad you knew exactly what I was talking about. Yeah, to be fair, we never used it when yeah, it was Yeah, we cool never tried either, it. So. But then they changed it, and it, we definitely now weren't going to try yeah, it. Yeah, now there. we're never going to try it. We're really not trying it now. <laughs> I'm going to start a petition for Zoss to change back that one set that I can't remember the name of. <laughs> <laughs> I feel very passionately about it. <laughs> so passionate. All right. Trial sets. We have um, a light armor set called Bases Mania. B-A-H-S-E-I apostrophe S, Bases Mania. Uh, you get spell damage, minor slayer at all times, uh, and then the four piece gives you spell critical, uh, and then the five piece, if you have the perfected version, you get spell damage, and then increase your damage done to non-player enemies by up to 15% based on your missing magicka. So it's kind of encouraging you to run low recovery there. That's kind of interesting. 15% damage is a pretty tasty increase to your damage. Um, 
So you just have to play in such a way, I guess, that you you're making sure your your magic is low all the time. That's kind of interesting. That's a that's a tough one for us to really look at when it has the word non-player in it. <laughs> right, right. That's because <laughs> of a lot of these trial sets. I mean, they're all very obviously PVE focused specifically. I'm I'm wondering if this one ends up kind of being some weird like PVE Malakath type of of situation. Yeah, it seems like it's potentially super strong. I'm just wondering how, like, where's that breaking point? Like, yeah. how often do you need to be low on Magicka for this to outperform other options? <laughs> do you have to be? And how easy is that? Do you have to have so little Magicka that you can't cast anything, so it doesn't really do much? <laughs> yeah, like walking that that tightrope might be a challenge, but that might be what makes this set fun. Like, it could be really rewarding if you can thread that needle and get that bonus out of it. So that's the. That's the Magicka DPS set. Uh, there's also uh, a healing set, Stone Talker's Oath. It gives you Magicka Recovery, Minor Aegis at all times, uh, Magicka Recovery, and then the five-piece bonus, uh, Maximum Magicka for Perfected, uh, and then your heavy attacks place a bomb on your target, and then after taking damage for 10 seconds, the bomb explodes and restores 5% of the damage as Stamina and Magicka. Uh, so that's up to 2,240 each uh, to 12 group members. And that has a 10-second cooldown. So if you're maintaining the highest poss possible uptime on that, that's going to equate to about 448 Magicka and Stamina Recovery to your whole trial group. Pretty good. Pretty good recovery buff. Yeah, seems like a pretty good healing set. Uh that yeah, it's is like a it, lot of work or like a lot of words. <laughs> it's, a, it's a lot of words. You basically just do a heavy attack to the boss. It gets this bomb and explodes after 10 seconds and, uh, and gives group, resources. Yeah. Uh, well, it gives resources well, yeah, to your group. Yeah, recovery for your group. That's what I meant. We're not very in tune with the endgame PvE meta, so I honestly don't know if it's worth uh, uh, like a for a healer to dedicate a five-piece set to helping everyone's recovery like that. I don't know where PvE recovery is at. So I'm not sure how valuable that is. Uh, so maybe someone can write in scroll in podcast at gmail.com. How does 448 Magicka and Stamina Recovery to your entire group sound to you as a healer? Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is a weird name. Solzhan's Torment. It's a medium armor set. Um, you get weapon damage, minor slayer at all times, uh, weapon critical, uh, and then another line of weapon critical for the perfected version. And then when an enemy you recently damaged dies, they leave behind a vengeful soul for six seconds. And then when you touch the soul, that increases your weapon critical by 2160 and your crit damage by 12% for 30 seconds. And you can only have one soul, one vengeful soul at a time. Uh, I made myself a note here. I did the math. 2160 means 9.8% crit. So nine, an extra almost 10% crit rate uh, and extra 12% crit damage uh, for 30 seconds. And it seems like you could have a pretty easy 100% uptime on that as long as there's stuff dying uh, once in a while. This one gives me PTSD for the final uh, arena in Maelstrom, the final zone. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's souls flying around. So I just immediately don't like this one just from the PTSD. It's making me think it, of that. Final boss souls. zone, yeah. I don't like souls big flying around, souls. and you're like in that final fight, you're running around trying to touch souls and avoid soul. It's just nope. 
<laughs> Seems like there's a lot of emphasis on crit damage this patch. This is not there the is. early set that gives a ton of crit damage bonuses. Uh, that's a lot. I think last I checked, crit was still kind of reigning supreme in PvE. That's the best way to do a lot of DPS. And this looks like it might be a set that a lot of uh, stamina players are going to want to wear in PvE. Uh, an extra 10% crit rate, an extra 12% crit damage um, pretty easily, it seems like. Seems pretty yeah. good. It seems that theme that, you know, where they, they kind of made those crit changes a while back and they said they really kind of planned to have some changes. You know, they made those initial changes and then now they're kind of really getting into to the, the details of, of what crit's going to be and a lot more focus on, on crit overall and really crit damage. Uh, I feel like crit damage used to be a pretty rare uh, stat yeah. to, to build on and now it seems like it's becoming a lot more common. Yeah, there's more sources of that for sure, especially after this patch here. Um, the heavy armor set from the trial, it's called Saxleal Champion. Uh, it gives you maximum magicka, minor aegis at all times, maximum stamina. Uh, and then the five piece gives you another line of stamina for the perfected version. And when you cast an ultimate ability, you and up to 11 group members gain major force for 21 seconds. Um, and major force increases your crit damage done, another crit damage done thing, um, by 20%, and it has a 30-second cooldown. Um, now, um, back when I was doing a lot of PvE, the common thing was for the tanks and the healers to do uh, a rotation of Warhorns, because uh, Warhorn also gives you major force. Uh, and so they would space them out so that we could have the highest possible uptime of major force Um so that, that's how they were doing it then. I'm, I'm assuming that's still how it's done these days. Uh, I'm wondering if this set is going to change anything about that. If like if maybe this gives everyone the option to use different ultimates that maybe allows things to be a bit more optimal. Or if people are still just going to use Warhorn for that and the tank would be better off with a different set. I wonder, I wonder what that's going to play out like. Yeah, that was my initial thought too is that is it going to be easier just to stick to the Warhorn? Because that's such, I mean, like you said, it's been a minute since we've really been into PvE, but that's such a common uh, ultimate to have in PvE. Uh, and it seems like tank sets are really, like those high-end PvE tank sets, there's like, I feel like there's like two or three options that it's like you got to have those if you want to do the high-end PvE. Uh, and so I feel like it's difficult to try to, to take one of those out. Yeah. Uh, that is a pretty high uptime on major force. 21 seconds with a 30-second cooldown. So you'll have 9 seconds of downtime there. Um, so that is pretty good. And typically with tanking sets, mo most tanks, most groups want their tanks to wear sets that helps them do yep. more damage overall. Unless there's like a specific fight where a tank just has to wear this selfish set to stay alive or whatever. But most of the time it's just help us do more damage, please. And that that's a way to do it. It's just is that going to be more optimal than the usual way of giving everyone major force? That's that's what we'll have to find out. Mm -hmm. Scrolling podcast at gmail dot com. <laughs> We're uh, gonna get a bunch <laughs> of emails from people saying you guys know nothing about PvE. <laughs> you guys have you played this game? Go back to battlegrounds, idiots. <laughs> Stop talking about trials. <laughs> Uh, there's also some new mythic items. Can you believe it? Four new mythic items. A lot we're of not new mythic just items. like you were saying. We're not done with antiquities yet, and it's it's really. I, I'm still surprised that we're getting. It seems like this is content from last year that we're still getting this year. You know. Yeah, 
It's it's kind of going to be, I think it's just, it's going to just be that forever building thing. That seems to be their style now is set themselves up with these initial thing that's kind of small at launch, but it just kind of forever builds from there. So you think like from now on, like, oh, here's the new expansion. I, I wonder what the mythic items will be this time. You yes. think we can just expect it? Yeah. And even okay. so, I think next expansions, I, I think we're going to say, all right, what are the companions for this expansion going to be? Oh, wow. Wow. Okay. Cool. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. I could definitely see that happening. Um, These are some cool mythic items. The first one, I'm pretty sure, is by far the best one. Yeah. It's got to uh, be, right? It's, it is. It for sure <laughs> is. Uh, it's called Gaze of Sithis. It's a heavy headpiece. Oh, man. It's like it never... The stats never end with this it's thing. It just goes okay. on and on. It just goes on and on. Uh, it gives you 5,000 maximum health. Beautiful. 500 health recovery. Very good. 10,760 armor. Double takeable. <laughs> um, <laughs> Got to double reduce, take that. <laughs> yeah, what? 10,760 armor reduces your block mitigation to zero. Now, that's not to be confused with you cannot block. You can still block. Like, if someone's trying to stun you with toppling charge, you can block and not get stunned, but you're mm-hmm. going to take all of the damage from it. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, minus your resistance. Actually, you'll probably take very little damage because you have 10,000 extra armor. <laughs> you got the 10,000 armor. You're and always five, blocking with this thing. On. Yeah. And 5,000 extra health and 500 health recovery. You are a tanky sucker in this thing. One item that gives you all that. That It's, it is absurd. Now, it is worth mentioning there is an armor cap. It's like 33,000. Um, so, you know, if you're already close to that, you know, this might be less enticing to you. But even so, even if if you ignore any line of this, it's still amazing. 5,000 yeah. health and 500 health recovery. Fantastic. Sounds amazing. Um, what everyone is saying, like on the forums, what everyone's just kind of like, throwing a tantrum about is what about sorks like they're going to be running a rampage with this item i'm pretty sure um the thing is sorks don't really block it's not their defensive style they usually play at range uh they're mostly concerned with keeping their shields up at all times uh they want to stay mobile and blocking that slows you down you know so that's not something a sork wants to do so they're not really giving up a lot by by reducing their block mitigation to zero, um, really not giving up a lot at all. But they're gaining ten thousand armor. By the way, that applies to their shields, so their shields will have ten thousand additional armor. Um, also, the the five thousand maximum health. Already, we have this massive. Uh, we we've gotten this massive uh, stat increase this patch. So it's easier than ever for sorcerers to stack that max magicka really really high, so they can get really really big shields. It's going to be even easier now. A free five thousand extra health. Probably no other investment in health is required whatsoever. Just dump every single thing into magicka. Get those shields as as high as you can get them. I know it caps off at fifty percent of your health bar, but they'll have a super easy time getting there. Uh, so this is the sork, the sork mythic item. I think if you're a sork, this is this this is the item you have to have in your build. I'm pretty sure. I I also would think that this is going to be the new go to for werewolves. It'll probably be super popular for werewolves as well. Yeah. I mean, this makes up for kind of this. I mean, this would make up for all of their defensive nerfs they kind of got here recently. They're very mobility based as well, so giving up that block might not be that big of a deal. 
and all you know that all the extra health, the armor, the health recovery. This is going to kind of make up for for. I think this is going to be able to make some werewolves out there really tanky again. Absolutely, we're going to see some horrifying werewolves come back with this <laughs> item. I'm, I think you're totally right about that. I also think uh, I've seen some people in forums make the point of um, stand blades. Like stand blades yep. are going to be, or any really any roly poly build, but especially stand blades, they don't block a lot either. They use roll dodge and cloak most of the time to avoid taking damage. Um, so they're not really giving up much either. And and think about an absolute pure glass cannon stand blade. Man, some of those guys they can nuke you in a in an instant. Uh, yep. And the the one kind of balancing factor is if you can get a hold of them. You can probably take them out really fast because they're super squishy. They because ha- they have to be to build that way to, to do that much damage. But not anymore. They have they're wearing this thing, so they're as tanky as they can be. They're a complete glass cannon. Plus they add this thing, and they're they're super tanky. Five thousand max to any stat is just so much. Yeah. So uh, my thoughts on this is that uh, I'm liking the idea of throwing this on my macro, my never ending Nord macro. Yeah. Uh, he's very health recovery based, and and he's got the bone goliath morph that does more damage the more health you have. Oh yeah, this seems great for that. Seems great for that. A lot of great uses. I think number one, all of the sorks are going to be flocking to this item. I think mm-hmm. probably a lot of werewolves and a lot of stand blades are going to be checking it out as well, and probably a lot of other people besides that. I think. Like brawlers are not as incentivized to use it. Like like dragon knights, wardens, necromancers. Yep. I doubt we see as many of them. They they need that block and giving up block for them. Uh, you know, if they're already close to that resistance cap, giving up block is a is a big thing to give up. Right. So, um, that's a cool one. That's that's the that's the biggie. I think. Yeah. Um, the next one is called harpooner's wading kilt. Uh, and this is a medium pair of legs. Um, this one's kind of interesting too. So dealing direct damage grants you a stack of Hunter's Focus for one minute, uh, and you can get a maximum of 10 stacks. Uh, each stack increases your crit chance by 119 and your crit damage by 2%. So more more crit stuff, you see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then taking direct damage removes one stack. So deal direct damage to gain a stack, take direct damage to remove a stack. Um, if you have all the stacks, it's going to be about a five and a half percent increase in your crit rate uh, and uh, an additional twenty percent to your crit damage. Whew, that's big. Um, that's a lot. So this is another great option for Nightblades. Again, uh, their elusive playstyle. Um, their playstyle is to try to avoid taking direct damage as much as possible. So I can see a Nightblade being. Really roll dodgy, real in and out of stealth, get, picking up these stacks as fast as they can, having all this crit damage, uh, and then just avoiding uh, all this direct damage to keep those stacks. Um, I, I could see someone like Grim Hollow, some real masterful Nightblade like that, getting some really good use out of this for, for 20% crit damage. Yes. Nightblades have guaranteed crit out of cloak, right? That's kind of one of the main things that makes them so deadly. So guaranteed crit with a, with a 20% increased modifier on there uh, and they already have high crit damage that I could see that being really really deadly yeah and it's it's not a unique buff it's just I mean it's yeah. unique to its set but 20% crit damage you find a way to get major force on there I mean it seems like like there's going to be some night blades that just completely 
blow you up just you're, you're gonna see him out of stealth and then you're just gonna get wrecked <laughs> yes and it, it seems like even like a great pve item for like a yeah. crit focus pve dps build seems like it could be amazing for that yeah it seems I'm, I'm interested to see with all this crit damage kind of coming how like there's surely there's going to be a player out there that just has some build that just stacks this crit damage through the roof and it's just going to be doing crazy numbers yeah i mean put that together with this new uh trial set that soul zon's torment when an enemy you recently damaged dies they leave behind a vengeful soul for six seconds when you touch the soul crit is increased by 2160 and crit damage by 12 percent so another 12 percent on top of the 20 percent you know i mean you can just keep going to the sky man yeah and then what what and then if you did major force on top of that what's your crit damage after that it'd be that's insane. I don't know. I mean, I know that it's it's already 40, possible. 50, 52% increased crit damage yeah. with those three things. It's already possible to reach 100% crit damage. So, I mean, this would just make it a lot easier to get closer to that. And I mean, most people aren't trying to get to that point. But, man, that's that's one item that gives you a 20% increase plus five and a half extra yeah. crit rate. So I, I can see that definitely getting put in some good use. So that's two pretty killer mythics in a row there. Um, this one's called Death Dealer's Feet. We looked that up. Feet is spelled F-E-T-E. And according to Davius, according to Google, <laughs> uh, it's pronounced feet. Uh, that's what it said. Yeah. Death Dealer's Feet gain a persistent stack of escalating feet every two seconds that you are in combat up to 10 stacks max. Each stack increases your max stamina, health, and magicka by 150. So that'd be 1,500 each if it's if it's maxed out. Uh, and then you lose a stack every four seconds that you're out of combat. So gain a stack every two seconds in combat, lose a stack every four seconds out of combat. Um, I don't know. How are you feeling about this one, Davius? So initially, 1,500 to each stat doesn't seem like a whole lot to me. I, I do think... At least from the from the PvP's perspective, when you're in a battleground, after the first ten seconds, this is going to be up for the rest of the battleground, which is nice. Uh, it's pretty easy to stay in combat. I mean, we always joke Certainly. all the time, like we can't get out of combat. Yeah. So it just seemed initially, I was like, all right, fifteen hundred to each stat doesn't seem like a whole lot. But then I really kind of did, you know, I kind of really dived down from there. I initially thought of tra the trainee set with this is that, you know, which is better, the three piece trainee or this, you know, this is just one piece that's three piece. Uh -huh. But if you paired this with trainee, you're talking about four pieces and you're talking about almost three K to every single one of your max stats. So you could actually do. That's some, a great you know, idea. Putting this with yeah. trainee. So kind of what I was thinking is you could do, you know, this piece, three piece trainee, you could have a five piece set, you could do arena weapons and then you could do a one-piece monster set. And I think if you did some sort of combination with that, you could have a really, really uh, pretty good build with some really great stats. Some amazing stats possible there. Oh, yeah. Because pumping up max stats is the way to go because then it's like it's like a blank canvas for a build. You know, you can yeah. just start converting those stats into other things just yep. as you please. Uh, recovery, damage, whatever you need. So um, that was what kind of stood out to me is that it – it's okay on its own, but when you actually put it with trainee, then I think, you know, you really can get, get creative with this thing. Yeah. I feel like the, I don't know, my opinion might change over time, but I feel like the fact that it's like you're gaining these stacks in combat and losing these stacks and there's this kind of like yo-yoing thing, 
I wish that value was more. I wish it would max out at more like 2,000 uh, of each stat or something like that. 1,500 each. I'll tell you what I really want this to be. I really want them to just remove the proc condition. I just want this item to give me 1,500 of all three stats at all times, period. <laughs> It would be kind of nice. Uh, or, or I mean, take it down. Maybe make it 1,200 or whatever would be balanced. But I think that's what I would rather have out of the stat is just a permanent, like really nice increase to my max stats out of one item um, would be more interesting to me. But that is yeah. pretty nice. I mean, that's what, 4,500 worth of total stat points that you'd have there to work with? Mm-hmm. I do um, agree with you, though. From a player's perspective, it's... It would be frustrating knowing that this is there, but when you're pulling up and looking at your stat sheet, unless you're in combat, you're not going to see it. And so it's yeah, it would like mess with your your mind. You'd see those low stats, you'd be like, oh, that's something, something's off there. Yeah, um, yeah, and it's just like, why do we need to gain stacks while in combat and lose while we're not in combat? Like that's just a lot of rigmarole for. You're going to easily get those maximum stacks anyway just just let us have it at all times <laughs> just give know. it to us <laughs> uh, um, the other the other thing that i that i kind of made a note about this ring too is that even with what i talked about you piece it with trainee and that's really good and you can get maybe some, get some really good max stats i still and we're going to talk about malakath later on with some changes but i still don't know if you can if if it's worth swapping this out for malakath i still i'm still asking myself that question yeah. I mean, if we're looking back up at Gaze of Sithis, that headpiece. Yeah. It's uh that's I'd, a close yeah, I'd one. Rather, I'd rather yeah, I mean, I'd rather have that headpiece than this. But, well, because I'm saying ju- comparing Gaze of Sithis to Malakath, that's a close one. That's yes, a close that's call. That's much closer. But yeah. I mean, that's a great comparison. That's 5000 max stat. Not even talking about the health recovery and the armor. This yeah, so that's, that's more max stat than this one's given you total here. Yeah, just one just bonus here it. is five thousand. I guess the fact that you're giving up the block mitigation is a is a big sacrifice to get that, but still, it does make this seem pretty weak. Uh, mm-hmm. The fifteen hundred um, week one of PTS. I bet that number will get adjusted somewhat. I bet a lot of these numbers will get adjusted. Yeah, uh, that gaze of Sithis. I don't know <laughs> though. That first iteration of Malakath, we all said surely not. And, then and it did. we we had a whole year of it until now, you know. <laughs> you never know what they're gonna stoons. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last mythic item is called Shapeshifter's Chain. Uh, it's another necklace. Um, this reduces. This is the lamest one. This reduces the cost of your transformation abilities, your transformation ultimate abilities by fifteen percent. Um, and then while transformed, you increase your maximum health, stamina, and magicka by 1,216. Uh, and so they specify this applies to Werewolf, Blood Scion, and the Bone Goliath transformation. It's weird to have a whole mythic item that only applies to three abilities in the whole game. Isn't that weird? It And it's extra weird considering, like, just mark Werewolf off. Like, that doesn't even need to be... Yeah. This item makes zero sense with a Werewolf. When you're in Werewolf form... You can stay in werewolf form very easily as long as you want to. There's no need to reduce it. And if you're looking at it, well, you're getting more max stats. Well, if you want those max stats, go up one and throw on Death Dealer's feet, and you're right. getting 1500 instead of 12 uh, instead of 1200 of the three. Right. So I I immediately just scratch werewolf off. I don't understand it. Doesn't need to be on there. Yeah, it's kind of irrelevant. That doesn't make sense. I will, however, make a slight argument for this that. 
I don't know how the math would work out exactly, but if you did uh, have this item and you paired it with three-piece potentates, five-piece Akaviri Dragon Guard, both of those sets also do a 15% reduction in ultimate. So you've got three 15% reductions. If those okay. stacked 15, 15, 15 to get a 45% reduction, you could have a Necro that is having the Bone Goliath ult for about 125 ultimate. That's, that's pretty good. That's like the cost of a Dawnbreaker. That seems pretty wild to me. Uh, my So that sounds really nice, but my only issue there is how, how long does that Bone Goliath last? Like 20 seconds? Something like mm-hmm. that? Yeah. You you can't gain ultimate at all during that time. So I wish like, you could. That's true. I wish you could. So it's like you like there's a lot of like if your goal is I want to be in this ultimate form as much as possible. I would presume that's the reason you're wearing this this mythic item. Well, while you're in that form, you can't you can't be making any progress towards getting into that form again. You have to wait till you're gone. So you're gonna be forced out of that form regardless. Uh, and you're going to have to work your way back towards it. It's nice that it's cheaper, but I just, I think it needs to be something that allows you to stay in it permanently and maybe gives you some sort of penalty for that. Yeah. that would. I mean, that would be a lot more fun. I mean, 125 for the Necro Alt seems pretty wild. I mean, if you could, you could yeah. piece some other things to it and maybe have that pretty quickly. But I do agree, and and I think Blood Scion is the same way, right? You can't gain ultimate when you're in that form. I assume I haven't tried it, but I assume so. I don't think I don't think we're going to see a ton of people using this. We might see some. I think we might see some people that want to be in that Blood Scion and be in that Bone Goliath all as much as possible, and this is the thing that's going to help them do that the best. Um, but I doubt we see this one being insanely popular amongst all the other mythic items that we have available to us. But it's an option. Yeah, I, I think it needs to be changed. But I, the werewolf, yeah, like I said, the werewolf. I'd like, just I'd makes like them zero to make sense. it. I'd like them to make it where it's just a permanent transformation, and then maybe you get some sort of damage penalty as a result or or something. Yeah. Um. But anyway, those are all of the mythic items. Now this is really interesting. They've added some new monster sets to the game, but they're not attached to a dungeon like i don't think they've ever done this before just straight up add monster sets but not with a dungeon um so these drop from imperial city bosses i I just have to do a disclaimer i love the idea that these are dropping off non-dungeon areas yes so i don't want that to overlay me probably being pretty harsh with these sets (laughs) coming up I might be a little harsh, but I do I was, love this idea. I was just about to say, so cool, uh, so cool of them to add monster sets in this way. That's probably about the last like positive thing I'm going to say about this, <laughs> because these sets kind of are not great. Uh, but I mean, there might be some use cases. So you know, no, not everything has to be amazing. So sure. the head pieces drop from um, the bosses that they're named after, and we'll get to those names. Uh, and then the shoulder pieces can be purchased from the Telvar merchants there at your uh, base. Uh, so the first one is named Zol, the Ever Wakeful. Awesome name. Great. Um, one piece gives you a line of max stamina. And then the two piece, this is probably the best one of all of them. Um, when you break free, you automatically fear enemies within eight meters for three seconds. Uh, and then you also gain 34 weapon and spell damage for each enemy hit. 
uh, up to six max. So that would give you a total of 204 weapon spell damage. Not a ton, but it's some. Uh, and that lasts for seven seconds. So the the, dam- the extra damage that you get, I don't think, is the yeah, reason to enough. wear this. No, no one cares. It's not enough weapon damage. The, the purpose for wearing this would be the automatic fear enemies whenever you break free. Now, I don't see a lot of experienced PvP players picking up, de- devoting two slots, two armor slots to to that. But I could see someone who is maybe inexperienced with PvP. Uh, they're dipping their toes in there for the first time. Maybe they're they're getting wrecked a lot more than they'd like to. Like, I remember when I was first starting PvP, I remember it was the Dragon, Dragon Knight Fossilize specifically, it just wrecked me every single time because I didn't understand the CC system very well back then. I didn't understand the difference between hard CC and soft CC. So I'd get fossilized. I'd break out of the fossilized, but I but I still can't move. So And I, it took me a second to figure out like, oh yeah, it's a mobilization. I have to roll dodge out of this or something else. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by the time I realized that it's already too late, I've already had my face dunked into the ground with a <laughs> Dragonite leap, you know? So this would give me that extra second I needed to figure out, like I break out of the fossilize that stuns the Dragonite and I have a second to figure out, oh yeah, I need a roll dodge out of this immobilization. And maybe that's what I need. Maybe that's just the second I needed to, to save my skin. Yeah. Um, so I, I could definitely see a use case there for, uh, for someone who's learning the ropes of PVP and they need that extra little, uh, little help there. I could see that. Um, Emulator Char is, is uh, another one. It, uh, the one piece gives you a line of armor. The two piece gives you uh, 1206 max health. Uh, and when you take damage while below six, uh, while below 50% health, gain CC immunity for 10 seconds. And that can happen every 40 seconds. Mm. So it sounded pretty sweet until that last line there. Uh, yeah. As soon as I see 40 seconds, anything with a long cooldown, I just... Not yeah, it's hard for me to put on a set that I can only get something out of it every forty seconds. That's hard for me to validate. It is tough. It's tough with CC immunity too. It's such a powerful thing to to be completely immune to CC. I feel like it's going to be a difficult thing to balance in general. Yeah, yeah. you don't want it to have too high of an uptime because then everyone's going to use it and it's going to be completely broken. Yep. So. As much as I don't like the cooldown, I feel like I don't want them to mess with it too much. Uh, you know, just think about how annoying it is when people use Im- immovability potions. You know, that's, oh gosh, it's it feels like they're cheating. You know, and <laughs> so yeah. that's a tough one. I feel like that's going to be a tough one for them to balance there. Uh, and the last monster set has the funniest sounding name, maybe. <laughs> This has got to be an orc name, right? Glor- <laughs> Glorgalach, the destroyer. <laughs> You're really going to build up the saliva when you say yeah, that. Yeah, you got to kind of, yeah, you have to kind of do that. Glorgalach. Um, <laughs> I just, I'm, I'm imagining like people in guild chat like, oh yeah, I'm running Glorg. <laughs> <laughs> got running that two glorg, pieces two glorg. Piece, yeah, two piece Glorg. Yeah. Uh, you get a line of max health uh, and then the two-piece bonus while in combat. Uh, each second that you stand still, you gain a stack of Flush Fortress uh, that increases your armor by 380 and crit resist by 38. And, you, and it max out at 10 stacks. Um, each second that you move, you lose a stack. Uh, but then gla- gap closers and teleports do not remove the stacks. 
So you stand still, you gain these stacks that make you tankier and tankier, and then as you move, you start losing those stacks. Uh, and if you're a sorcerer with uh, streak, you can streak around and not lose those stacks. <laughs> I'm I'm laughing just because the the only thing I can say on this set is well, I'll let you I'll let you finish with the stats. You go ahead first. I was just going to say, if if you have all the the stacks maxed out, that's 3,800 extra resistance and um, 380 extra crit resistance, which amounts to about 5% mitigation for each of those. Um, <laughs> so so to, to, to explain my laughter, I just, the only thing I can imagine is that they like, the team broke into groups like, hey, you guys go design the mythic items. You guys go design the new monster set items and then it was like the monster set team felt really good about this item and they came out and the mythic team talked about the that mythic helm and this team just looked and they're like oh well that one gives you ten thousand armor and this one which you can't move <laughs> gives you yeah. three thousand three thousand eight hundred it's like how did those two items come out at the same time yeah like, it seems to be a, a pretty small reward for oh, like geez. standing perfectly no, still not moving uh this one to me seems like the one that should be giving you ten thousand armor and that's the one that should be giving you uh 3800 i just yeah it's honestly so, i just it just makes me laugh it just feels like that the mythic team came out and hurt this team's feelings like <laughs> this team felt so good about this item and they saw that and they're like oh man that one just ruined our item like that ruined our idea yeah Oh, gosh. So, yeah, those are the monster sets. That one does seem not amazing. But, again, sometimes players surprise us, you know, and they put together builds in really creative ways that I wouldn't have thought of. But just at first glance, really none of these three sound amazing. Zol, the Ever Wakeful, the one that automatically fears enemies when you break free, that seems like the most useful. Uh, yeah. And, really, that one just for inexperienced players that, that are getting wrecked a little too much. Yep. Um a little disappointed by the monster sets and a little like feeling amazing about the mythic items and a lot of the other stuff uh, with the new sets. So, yeah. um, you know, they might make some tweaks and, and make them better. We'll see. Um, okay. So that's all the new sets. Let's talk about changes to existing sets. Uh, and this is getting into the foretold proc set nerf. Um, so they told us before that a, uh, a rework to proc sets is coming with this expansion, so it's here. Uh, last episode, we sort of hypothesized about what they possibly might do. Uh, and one thing that we said possibly could happen is that maybe procs will be based on character stats. Yep. Uh, and wouldn't you know it, that's exactly what <laughs> is happening exactly here. exactly what they do. Zoss They're is clearly listening to listeners. our podcast yep, and stealing clearly... all of our ideas and not giving <laughs> us any credit. Uh, they've got one guy that's just assigned to listen to scrolling. And then they're meeting, they have like, you know, their their meetings after every episode. All right, what did they say yep. this episode? <laughs> and they whipped this notes. up. They whipped this up in a mere two weeks. Pretty <laughs> impressive. <laughs> a uh, team could really get things done. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Um... Uh, uh, Okay, but seriously, yeah. So here's um, proc sets are going to be based on your character stats, uh, and the type of proc set is going to um, determine uh, what type of stat. So damage focused, uh, damage focused proc based events they call them will scale with your weapon and spell damage. Um, healing procs will scale with your maximum magicka or stamina. 
uh, and then tanking focus procs will scale with either your maximum health or your maximum resistance, and it'll specify which one in the description of, of the items. Um, so when it says uh, damage focused proc based events, that means like an animation plays and something pops out and does the damage for you. Right. So sets like Briarheart, for example, when it procs, it gives you a bunch of extra weapon damage. That component of Briarheart isn't going to change. You're still going to get all that weapon damage from Briarheart. The healing component of Briarheart will be affected by this because it's directly healing you. But something that procs and like gives your character a stat, that's not going to be affected by this. It's just stat, it's just sets where the proc does the thing for you. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like Selene's. Yes. Um. So for damaged focused um, proc sets, you, you're going to need to have 5,478 weapon or spell damage to get the full maximum original value from that proc set. Um, an interesting note about that is that greatly favors stamina builds because uh, stamina builds it's way easier for them to, to stack high weapon damage than it is for Magicka builds. I don't know if I can get a Magicka PvP build above 5,000 uh, spell damage while still having all the other stats that I need to, to feel yeah. comfortable. It would be a lot of work. It, it would be tough. Um, so, But on the other hand, all of my stamina builds have at least 6,000 weapon damage yeah. minimum. Yeah. I mean, I would almost say it's easy to do to get to that number on a stamina character. Yeah. It's like hard to have less than that. Really. really. <laughs> uh, and like, like, like old Betsy, my, uh, my main Stamplar, her armor sets don't even give her much uh, actual weapon damage. You know, she's using bone pirate, a sustain set and deadly strikes, which gives her a lot of damage, but it doesn't give her uh, much weapon damage as a stat. But even so, she has 7,000 weapon damage. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's without even wearing, that's like I said, without even wearing sets that give her that uh, as a stat very much. And what's interesting to note about that is that, like you just mentioned, it, so that's 7,000 weapon damage. And so these say they scale with that. So throwing a proc set on old Betsy would actually do more damage than the existing proc set. Well, I think it probably caps out at that 5,478. I bet you hit, hit the original value and it stops there. Yeah, that would make sense. Like it can't go over that amount. That's my assumption. Yeah. Quick correction here. I've since learned that proc sets are not capped. So the higher your stats, the stronger they are. So the fact that damage procs based with, uh, or scale with weapon and spell damage greatly favors stamina builds. Stamina builds are going to be way more capable of getting the full value out of those than Magicka builds. Um, which stamina, they already have all the best damage proc sets anyway. That's like kind of already the case. Um, but mm -hmm. just kind of further solidifying that. But then healing procs, on the other hand, um, they scale with your max stats. And the opposite is true here. Magicka builds are way more capable of stacking their, their primary max stat really, really high um, versus stamina builds. So this change favors Magicka builds more than it favors stamina builds. Um, and that kind of is in alignment with comments that the devs have made in the past where they, they see Magicka builds as they're supposed to fill somewhat of a supportive role. Even if you're spec'd to be offensive, you still do need, you're expected to be providing some sort of group support. Yeah. They're the hybrid role. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so like if you, 
were a magicka build and you were capable of the same kind of firepower as a stamina build plus you had all the group support that that would be overpowered right so it makes sense I will say my one kind of um, hiccup with this here is from a PvP perspective I don't think that the heal and and you know I I, I like doing healing in BGs and I like supporting BGs from a PvP perspective, the healing requirement doesn't match the damage requirement. I agree with so you. So kind of, kind of what I mean by that is 5478 weapon damage for a damage base, that is very easy to get, as we mentioned on a stamina character. Totally. In PvP. Almost every stamina Even base. Even in PvP no CP, super easy. Yeah. yeah. So, but a, a PvP healer is absolutely or very very rarely almost never going to have 38,000 of their max resources. Yeah, it's, you know, especially at no CP. I mean, probably the only people that have that much are going to be magicka sorcerers, uh, shield stacking magicka yeah. sorcerers if they can even get that much with with no CP. Yeah. And so what what throws me off even more is that it's it's almost like they did this number from a PvE yeah. point of view like it's it almost matches pve stats which i get you know these numbers make sense from a pve standpoint but i don't think proc sets even really made sense in pve before i mean once again i don't really know pve very well but i don't think proc sets show up a whole lot in pve and so i wish these numbers would have reflected pvp numbers a little bit more and less pve numbers because in a pve yeah you're gonna have that much max stat because it makes sense but I, you're, you know, you're probably not going to put a proc set on for PvP anyways. Uh, so I just, I wish these numbers would have aligned more with PvP stats. Yeah, and they, uh, because, they still could. Uh, and then, yeah. you know, we're, we're, we're week one, so we'll see where that ends up. Healing's going to be a lot harder. If these numbers stay, healing's going to be a lot harder. Which, well, healing you know, with I know a lot of people in PvP. Well, yeah, but I mean, a good chunk of healing usually always has some sort of proc to kind of help it out i mean choke thorns uh yeah know. maybe not much longer we'll see we'll see how the yeah how the meta plays out there uh but i'm actually really excited First about how these uh adjustments are getting made because i do want to see more like skill-based gameplay i don't want to see people's gear playing the game for them uh so i do i do like what's happening here i don't know if the numbers are exactly where they need to be but we have lots of time for those adjustments to get made I will agree with that because I, I definitely think this sets up more for no more full proc builds. Like now it seems to make sense to probably have one proc set on. And I, I do think this promotes that, which is I think we're both in agreement there. That's where we would like it to be. I think that's the best. Yeah. Uh, place one, to, maybe to two, if you can be really creative with it or like, you know, back, yep. you, of course, there's going to be back bar like Vatish Ryan. That's always going to be in the mix. So you'll sure. at least have two. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and then the the tanking focused procs, uh, you'll have to have thirty eight thousand three fifty max health or twenty seven thousand eight ninety resistance, uh, depending on which set it is, uh, to get the full original value out of those. Um, that one's that's another one to me that seems really off. Thirty eight thousand health, yeah, pretty tough to get. Twenty seven thousand resistance. I think half my characters have that already. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pretty easily. I think that thirty-eight thousand health is pretty common in the past couple of metas that we've been in with with the proc meta. 
Uh, but I think it's yeah. going to be a lot harder to run, run that kind of build now. So I think it's it'll probably be a lot less common to see people with that much health. Because as it is right now, we've talked it. about before, what, what, what you do is you, you play a Warden, you put all of your points into health, and you just put on three or four proc sets in Malakath and GG. And that's how it goes. Throw your now you throw on your your mythic uh, your mythic helmet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I put the, put the new mythic helmet on there. That Sithis whatever. Um. Okay, so that's kind of what's going on. So they list in the patch notes. They literally list every single proc set that is affected by this. We're certainly not going to go through that list. Yeah. Uh, but I read through it, and it's just consistent. Damage focused proc sets are based on weapon spell damage, and and so on. Um, so if you want to check that out, I would just Google search ESO PTS notes. It'll come right up and you can see the full list there. Um, now here's a discussion here. Here's the big one. This is, this is the big one. Uh, the Malakath band of brutality. It's been changed and I was not expecting this at all. We knew that the, the proc set adjustments were coming. There was no word of anything happening to Malakath. And honestly, I was pleased even without knowing about Malakath and just like when I was reading through these notes, I'm like, oh yeah, I like these proc set changes. This sounds good. Malakath wasn't even on my radar and I was happy. Um, yep. And and now there's a big Malakath change, which makes me even happier, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I agree. And there's a lot to talk about here. Um, it's going to sound extreme at first, but then we're going to talk about it and we'll see. So um, the Malakath Band of Brutality now increases your damage done by 16% instead of 25%. Um, and it uh, instead of uh, preventing you from critting, it reduces your critical damage done by 50%. So you actually can crit now with Malakath, but the damage is greatly reduced. Now, very important. I, I misunderstood this at first. Uh, but I, I've talked to a lot of people who've had a chance to, to test this out and read a lot of forum discussions about it. When this says that it reduces your critical damage done by 50%, my first impression was, okay, that takes your outgoing crit damage and cuts it in half. But that's not what that means. What it means is it subtracts 50 from your critical damage modifier. So by default, your critical damage modifier is 50%, right? If you crit, that attack will deal 50% increased damage. So if you're wearing this item, subtract 50, and that's zero. It's 0% increased damage. So you'll still technically be critting, but it won't be any more damage than just the normal base attack. Now, if you have a 60% crit damage modifier, subtract 50%, you're left with 10% your crit will be doing 10% increased damage. I The one thing that make, that makes me think of is, is it going to be worse for Malakath users to crit? Because when it becomes a crit, well, now crit resist comes into play where it didn't come into play. Oh, yeah. So crit resist is going to come into play on a 0% damage increase. So it's actually going to be a bad thing for them to crit. Yeah, you're certainly not going to want to spec into crit still, I don't think. So... Yeah. There's a couple of things. I've been thinking about this a lot. This is a big change. It has a ton of implications. I actually think it's a very good, healthy change. And I think this is still an excellent item, too, by the way. Um, yeah. First of all, PvE. This has basically been a useless item in PvE until now. This is actually a pretty good PvE buff. Uh, if my 
kind of loose brain math is somewhat accurate. I'm thinking that PVE players that use this item can see maybe like a five or six percent damage increase. Um, yeah. If you're, you know, yeah, we we're just we we're just talking about the crit damage. You know how easy it is to buff that. Oh right? yeah, certainly, certainly. And in PVE, it's really common to just have uh, like really high crit damage. Um, in PVP, it is absolutely a significant nerf, like a, a major significant yeah. uh, nerf. Uh, it's still a great item though. Like that's the thing. Like we were, we have a couple of characters, each of us, Davius, that use this item, and we see this nerf. And we're like, oh man, they nerfed Malakath. What am I going to replace it with? <laughs> and so we start looking at all the options and like, yeah, what do I, what, what can I replace Malakath with? And it kind of slowly dawns on us that it's still the best item to have. <laughs> it's, still, it's still a 16% damage From buff. one single item. Uh, that uh, yeah. uh, it's, it's pretty incredible. And think about this. So... I'm going to paint a picture here. Just just stick with me for a second here. Let's let's put a sure. hypothetical build together um, that has decent stats. It has a 50% crit rate and does 50% increased damage when they crit, right? Uh, in PvE, that's going to amount to roughly average of about 25% of your total overall damage. Um, in PvP because players have um, critical resistance, that's going to get cut in half, right? So it's going to be like 125 to 13% uh, of your overall yep. damage that that's going to amount to. And then we have Malakath here giving us 16% flat all the time. So still better than crit, right? For, for yep. a typical build. Now, I know you can have more or less crit, and that changes things. Um, but for like a, a 50 crit, 50, 50% crit rate, 50% crit damage, kind of middle of the road build, Malakath still wins. Um, yeah. So it's it's interesting to me because we talked about before in previous episodes how the, the old version of Malakath or, or the current version that's on live, it makes your character, the way it affects you against other players, it makes it as if you have a 100% crit rate, right? Like I know Malakath makes it so that you can't crit right now, but as far as the amount of damage that it's giving you, mathematically, it's basically as if you were always critting all the time. Um, whereas this here, with the amount of damage that this is giving you, it's actually as if you have like a normal crit rate. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's finally... Because really, you know, high-end Battlegrounds right now, you're going to struggle if you don't have Malakath. That's just the way it oh, is. Oh, you can right tell. Now. You know the players who are wearing it. You know right away as soon as yeah. they hit you with a dizzy swing or anything. And if this nerf can get it to where it's now on just select builds, which I still think most high-end players are going to find a way to I use think it. A, I think uh, a ton of anyone who is like primarily damage-focused, find me yeah. anything else. It just flat gives you 16% increased damage all the time. Like, yeah. Yeah, it may not be nerfed enough, which is crazy because, as we said, this is a big time major. Nerf. It's it's insane uh, how big of a nerf this is and how it's still incredibly strong. It's still incredibly good. It's still going to be very commonly used. I hope it makes it used less. I, I think the opposite uh, but, will be true. I think it'll be used even more. Well, the only thing that might make that not true is that now it has such fierce competition with a bunch of new awesome items that people might be enticed yeah. by, but. This can be used on builds that it couldn't be used on previously. Since since you can crit now, even if it's dealing zero additional damage, it's still a crit. 
So it counts to proc yeah. things like critical surge, right? So Sorks using critical surge can use this item now. Or um, sets like uh, Briarheart and Venomous Smite and Kalurian's Legacy, those all proc from crit damage. So you can use Malakath with those sets now. You may not yep. want to well, anymore, they- but you can. <laughs> you know? <laughs> The other struggle with it being used less too is these proc nerfs. You know, most of the time, if you weren't, if you're not going to run Malakath, you were thinking about a monster set to run, which most monster sets are proc sets. So now all of those monster sets are really going to be less, and so it it kind of pushes you back to Malakath. Like, you know, I'd rather just have the sixteen percent flat damage buff than worry about. The, those monster yeah. proc sets trying to get enough to, to make sure they're going to do enough Just damage. get myself some really good stats, put Malakath in there, good to go. That's probably what we're a lot of what we're going to see. I kind of am maybe predicting a return of a Dizzy Spam meta, perhaps. Yeah. A lot of a lot of just like yeah. direct damage kind of stuff, which is, that's that's always the best to me. I, I really like like direct damage, high burst kind of gameplay. That's what I like. <laughs> Every time I think of Dizzy, I just think of the the, the weekly changes there for like a solid six Oh, man. <laughs> you remember back before they really started messing with it? Like they made that first initial tweak to it and like everyone was using it. It was overpowered. <laughs> back when the first hit would like stun you and knock you up into the air. It was yes. always it was the Dizzy Onslaught Execute combo. And it's just like it was guaranteed was it? death every time. And everyone was just taking Not turns doing do. that to each other for a couple of patches. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's, it's it, going back to Malka. It's crazy to me to think, all right, my character is going to do significantly less damage, but this is still the best option for him. It's just what weird. Else? Like I'm, I'm having trouble wrapping my head around that, but it's the truth. Yeah. Like think of, I mean, I can't even think of a five piece, uh, uh five piece set where the five piece bonus would give me 16% additional damage. You know, like it's still an unfathomable amount, an unfathomable amount for a, a single <laughs> item to be giving. It just goes to show how just like absurdly overpowered this has been this entire time. It really has. Yeah, it really Absolutely has. ridiculous. Um, so yeah, we're definitely going to have to rethink some builds uh, for sure. Um, but I think Malakath is still going to be on there. But like my my stamina Dragon Knight that literally uses four proc sets and Malakath, it's like the cheesiest possible build you can have right now. <laughs> uh, that build is going to have to be totally dismantled and I'll have to figure something something else what's, out. What's hilarious about that though is that I bet Malakath stays. The proc sets are going to be the ones. Malakath will probably stay. Yeah. <laughs> and it might keep like a prox set or two, maybe. Uh, yeah, yeah. One or two maybe stay, Malakath stays, and then some some sort yeah. of stat buff. And that's and that's the thing, like and even if I keep a couple of prox sets and I have enough weapon damage to to max them all the way out, um, it's still two prox sets, not four prox sets, and Malakath is sixteen percent, not twenty five percent. It's like it's this double whammy. Things are gonna be so much more comfortable, you know. Yeah. Yeah, overall, I think it's a good thing. I mean, we've said for episodes, multiple episodes now, Malakath needs to be nerfed. Oh, yeah, everyone. Nerfed. As someone who, as people who use it, we even say, hey, this is too strong. Yeah. Um, so it's a good thing. It's just, it's weird to think massive nerf, it happened, still going to use it. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I think we're going to be trading Malakath for that other new, that Gaze of Sithis helmet. Mythic yeah. helmet. It's going to be either or, because probably, in PvP. I think there's going to be a lot of people that just build 
complete glass cannons, like as much damage as they can possibly pack in there, and then put that one mythic item on to have all the survivability they need and go nuts. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that's going to be incredibly powerful. There's a lot of builds out there that don't care very much about blocking. Um, so that's that's going to be out there for sure. Uh, we're just going to keep going back to that each time. It's students <laughs> all over again. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, What's the name of this thing? We gotta, we gotta, we gotta remember the name. That's just going to be the title. Gaze of Sithis. Gaze of Sithis. Gaze of Sithis. Um, and then Ring of the Pale Order. They've adjusted this one as well. And basically, I don't have to read the whole thing to you. Basically, just only use this when playing solo, and no other. Don't ever use this when you're playing with groups. It's the solo player's champion is what this item is. is. So they've increased the amount of healing done from this set to 20% of your damage done rather than 18%. So a little bit of a a buff there. However, uh, this set now loses 4% of its value per group member you're with. So that means if you're alone, you'll have all 20%. But if you're in a group with three other players, so so a four-player group, it's going to be down to 8%. 8% of your damage will be returned as healing. Um, and if you're with five or more other players, it goes down to zero. You don't get anything out of it. Get this thing out of trials. That's what Zoss yeah. is saying right now. <laughs> yeah, totally get it out of trials. Even dungeons, you know, because yeah. you can't get it out of you dungeons. can't be healed by other players while you're wearing it. So an 8% healing from your damage maybe isn't enough to even make that worth it in that scenario yeah. either. It, it's really just for solo or or maybe a duo situation i wonder because this this last item is interesting they removed the heal cap from it which kind of makes sense but i i wonder if this is going to be a really big 1vxer tool now like a 1vxer in cyrodiil if they're gonna somehow find a loophole now that this doesn't have a cap on it if this is going to be a big thing it seems like certainly a possibility especially with that heal cap removed i don't know it it could be it could be pretty possible some some big crits there's some big crits out there <laughs> yeah yeah i mean this could be i mean on that's what I, I i read this and i'm thinking you know and i don't watch a whole lot of 1vxers out there but some of them are crazy talented and what they could do with this set and and uh, you know they may just go on a rampage where you know uh they're just the, the giant group that they're kiting around and Cyrodiil is not going to be able to take them down yeah maybe so we probably won't see it in battlegrounds. Um, you know, it's not going to be worth it. No, I mean, air. in battlegrounds, it's it's you know because you're on a team, so it's going to go down yeah. to that eight percent. Battlegrounds, it's yeah. I think if it, I mean, if any group member, it's just it's just. It's not so work. strange that they're they are like specifically like no, only use this when you're alone. <laughs> like, it's just a weird. There's thing. that dev. There, there's that dev at Zoss that doesn't like to play with anybody. He just likes to go and do the quests alone. He's like, I just need an item, guys. I just need an item that's gonna make it a little easier for me. So that's all of um, the changes to the existing mythic items. Um, there's a bunch of just kind of number adjustments to sets, like sets that weren't affected by this proc set um, change. Some of them just got some minor number adjustments, like Bright Throat and Bone Pirate, I think were very slightly nerfed with the recovery that they give. Uh, No big deal. I'm going to keep using them both, I'm pretty sure. Uh, I think Amberplasm was nerfed Amberplasm, another very minor nerf. Um, there's, There's some other, like, little number adjustments like that. I don't think any of them were massive enough to... 
to change builds over or anything like that. I think next week we'll, we'll probably do an episode next week and we'll probably have more of a chance to kind of dive into more of those details. And there might be a yeah. set or two that we overlooked that maybe like, Oh, actually this changes everything. <laughs> we, we'll the, see. The only other one I'd throw out there is, is just cause it's a set I use is winter's respite is a great heel uh-huh. set. And it's obviously kind of a proc heel set. So that's going to be, dealing with those proc you know we talked about heals yeah. and the heal sets with proc and they also changed it where instead of healing every one second it heals every two seconds and so i think that one's a pretty significant nerf yeah possibly so um yeah that's a good set yeah it's it, it makes me think of my magic awarden who i've kind of struggled getting to a place where i feel like are really good about and now this is just the final nail in the coffin she uses <laughs> yeah. she uses a whole bunch of healing proc sets and she certainly doesn't have thirty eight thousand magicka uh so no. she's gonna have to do something totally different too um this is a neat thing that we, we can delete another add-on um they're adding ability timers to the game they even mentioned this add-on by name in the notes this is going to be like a action duration reminder which is probably my very favorite add-on yep it's a great one the quality of life upgrades right now i am yeah. loving them completely loving this year of quality life give upgrades. us that qol baby <laughs> <laughs> there's the there's the title right there uh there it is <laughs> i'll write it down um so yeah, if you've never used Action Duration Reminder, it's a real simple basic add-on. It just um, it overlays on your ability bar and it just shows you a timer. Whenever you cast a buff or something like that, it just counts down uh, to when that ability expires. And it's right there on your ability bar. So it's not like, you know, you see these buff trackers that just put like a jillion uh, icons on your screen and it's like separate from your ability bar. For me, that's impossible to keep up with. Like I can't remember... Yeah. Okay, there's the minor berserk icon, and this is my ability that gives me minor berserk. So now I need to remember, like, in the heat of combat, there's just no way. Uh, action duration yeah. reminder is where it's at because it's just showing you that ability when you need to push the button again. You know, it's that easy. Um, yep. So that's just built into the game now. So console players rejoice. People who want to get rid of add-ons rejoice. It's great for everybody. <laughs> Those poor console players. Yeah. <laughs> Slowly but surely, they'll, they'll get there. So the, the PC experience yeah. will be built in. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's really great. There's a few combat and gameplay sort of things. We're not going to talk about them all. It's mostly really minor stuff. Um, this first thing, it might be kind of major to some people. So now, game-wide, all group sizes are limited to 12. And that's, that's new. I know that they did that in Cyrodiil recently, uh, but I think... That was the only place that was limited. Everywhere else you could go up to 24. And I've seen some people, like some some groups like that are in guilds and have certain activities and stuff they like to have in that really big group. Um, so I could see that being a bummer for some kind of like guild events and stuff like that. Um, I think it's probably related to performance is my guess. Yeah. This is going to affect some of your builds, Davius, or at least one of them that I know of. Um, Battle Spirit. Oof. The Battle Spirit is the kind of the buff that alters your stats when you enter PvP. Um, so battle spirit will now reduce your health recovery by 50%. So this one does, it cuts it in half. Okay. It doesn't just subtract 50. Ouch. <laughs> that's, that's my note for this is I just wrote ouch, ouch. for never ending. North. Yeah. <laughs> so what's his mat? Like right now, what, what is his, uh, health recovery max out at? 
Uh, I think it's when he's fully buffed and got everything cranking. I think he's somewhere between 3,500 and 4,000. Okay. You'll still have a pretty good amount. I mean, I know you're probably spoiled to having 4,000 health recovery. Oh, oh yeah. my gosh. I'm, I'm spoiled to when he's fully, fully rolling that he's, you just, you don't have to really but worry to about To me, health. like 1,500 health recovery feels really good. I think this is a good thing. I think, you know, this has been kind of the loophole for players to be tanky in Battlegrounds. It, and, and, you know, we always talk about deaths and how easy it is to die in Battlegrounds. But every now and then you'll run up on a character that is very difficult to take down. And I think this is kind of that loophole tankiness. So I think it's good. I think it's going to, in a weird way, I think it's going to kind of help healers. You know, I know, like, I've talked about them nerfs and kind of struggles with healers right now. But I do think this is a good reason to help them that they're going to be a little bit more important. Uh, and I think I've been coming up with some ways, obviously, because Never Ending Nord is going to have to change. But I think I'm still going to kind of center him around health recovery. I'll just have to spend more resources to do it now. Yeah, it's still going to be totally possible to have a good amount of health recovery. There's lots of sources of yeah. health recovery. Um, there is a dev comment. They write a long paragraph, but I, I kind of read it a couple of times, and it really just distills down to health recovery is too strong in PvP, so they're nerfing it. <laughs> health recovery is yeah. OP. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think that is a good change. I, I like I like it when people are easy to kill. Even if that means that I myself am easier to kill, I have yeah. I have learned to play that way. I've always played squishy builds, so like that's that's my comfort zone. If everyone else is on my level, let's do it. You know, that's what I like. Yeah, I it's weird because battlegrounds for the majority, ninety percent of the time, people are dying left and right in battlegrounds. But ten percent of the time, you get into a battleground and there's a team that you can't even touch them doesn't matter how much damage you have you just can't there's nothing you can do and i think that these changes are not necessarily going to change up the 90 percent. people are still going to die a whole lot maybe a little bit easier but i think it's really going to hit that 10 percent where you just are running into brick walls that 10 percent of the time yeah certainly um so that's battle spirit a few class changes nothing nothing huge i'm just going to kind of get through some of these pretty quickly uh dragon knight coagulated blood got a pretty nice cost reduction it's already a super strong skill so that's pretty nice uh necromancer the death knell passive reduced the crit chance to four percent rather than ten percent pretty big nerf there um templar luminous shards synergy now grants equal amounts of magicka and stamina when someone does the synergy that's really nice um yep. rune focus uh this is a pretty cool change i like this rune focus that's the templar rune that gives you uh your armor buff and your resource return uh no longer grants you an additional uh armor when standing inside but instead it heals you for 4.5 percent of your max health every second while you're standing inside so if you have 30k hp that's 1300 heals per second that you're getting from that. That's not bad at all. That's a pretty good heal. No. It's a very small circle. You have to stand in a really small space, but that's sure. pretty cool, I think. They they finally made Rune Focus worth it to for it to be the last skill in that trip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's always such a pain to get to yeah. it. Uh but now it's finally worth finally. it. Now it's a little bit it's a little bit better than a regular armor buff. And they uh they slightly buffed the uh the resource return that you get from it as well. Um, Warden, a lot of people are excited about this, except for Wardens. Uh, <laughs> the uh, Arctic Wind ability, they reduce the base heal of that ability and its morphs by 20%. And the heal over time, uh, they, they reduce that by 17%. So this is one of those abilities that 
people have been complaining has really enabled the proc meta. And wardens are the very best at taking advantage of this current proc meta. Uh, because this ability, and there's a bunch of others like it, it's a health-based heal. The more health that you have, the stronger the heal is. Uh, and so that's what wardens do. They, or a lot of them, they stack their health as high as they can. They equip a bunch of proc sets plus Malakath to do tons and tons of damage, even though they don't have hardly any offensive stats in their build. Um, and then all they really need to cast is this one ability, Arctic Wind, to, to keep them uh, alive. And since they have so much health, this is an extremely strong heal, and you just can't kill them. And their procs just automatically take you down. It's it's really annoying, yeah, just shredding, uh, yeah. frustrating to deal with. Um, we're getting all these proc nerfs, we're getting the Malakath nerf, and Arctic Wind is going to be 20% weaker. Um, so I'll take it. Take that, Wardens. No, I'm just <laughs> um, They're going to be fine. Trust me. Wardens are going to be fine. Yeah, they're they're going to be just fine. Uh, the dual wield twin blade and blunt passive now increases your critical damage done with axes by 6% uh, rather than critical damage and healing by 4%. I don't know why they're making axes crit related we have daggers that give us crit chance now axes give you crit damage so i guess you could have like one dagger one axe maybe that would be the optimal thing yeah some kind of appearing more crit more access to crit damage for two-hander uh the heavy weapon passive same thing uh two-handed axes will now increase your critical damage done by 12 percent rather than damage critical damage and healing by eight percent um, uh, Caltrops increase the damage per tick of this ability and morphs by approximately 36%. Pretty big buff to Caltrops damage. Um, so they say it now is going to deal uh, an equal amount of damage to, to a normal dot ability, uh, whereas it's quite a bit weaker before. Do you think Caltrops actually going to be decent damage now? It'll be... Uh, you know how they they've standardized everything. So any other ground AOE dot, I imagine it'll be equivalent you know, it's like wall yeah, of elements I, or whatever. I, I might actually throw Caltrops on a couple more of my stamina builds for yeah, this. Yeah, totally. I just use it for the uh, the armor debuff. Is the only reason yeah. I really use it. Like in PvP, I feel like ground AoEs most of the time I'm not I'm not really trying to use a lot of ground AoEs, except for my Mag Crow is really the only one. Because I feel like most players they just see sure. it, walk around it, and no big deal. Yeah, but in, in battlegrounds, if you've got three or four of these and on you know it's a pretty big spot you yeah. got three or four of these on the ground that's going to make that area a little bit trickier that is true that is true um it's a great ability i i use it i'll still use it get more damage out of it sure take it <laughs> sure i'll take that <laughs> uh, i was going to use it anyway so <laughs> <laughs> um yeah there there's a bunch of other like small adjustments to some class abilities and stuff it's very it's mostly just like minor number tweaks that aren't going to affect your gameplay all that much so uh just for the sake of time we're already like two hours into this thing so uh, i'm not going to go through all those those are just kind of the ones that stood out to me i think the arctic wind is the is the biggie there oh yeah that's that's definitely a big one um Champion points, we won't spend too much time on this, even though there, there has been a fair amount of talk about it online. Um, they have further reduced the maximum number of stages for the passive stars, the yellow ones that, that don't get slotted. And they say that this will reduce the maximum power of the champion point system. So even more. I feel like the, the, the initial overhaul was a pretty massive reduction. Uh, in in the power and uh and ever since it's just been a little bit more of a reduction a little bit more a little bit more um i don't know i i don't really care i know a lot of people do but like yeah. 
the 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 main stuff that we do doesn't involve champion points. We battlegrounds is our main yeah. thing, so we're not really thinking about CP much of the time. I think that's you know I've mentioned it in the past. I I think that I'm okay with this being reduced because I'm okay with the day that the that they're that the whole CP and no CP end up joining together and up being you know yeah get rid of the of the differences. It just becomes one it, thing. I'm okay with that. I'm not worried about CP being reduced. I think it's cool that some of the CP now is just really kind of, you know, quality of life or crafting things. It seem, you know, it's helpful. It's, uh, it's nice to, you get rewarded for playing longer and putting more time in. Uh, but I, I'm happy that CP isn't just this massive advantage that it used to be. I mean, I remember when I, this was a long, long time ago when I hit max level, uh, I think I was right at CP 160 or maybe a couple above it. I hit max level with my character. My first, you know, it was Davius, my very first character. And this like level eight dueled me. And I was like, oh, I'm, I hit max level. Let me knock this guy out. And I lost the duel just because it was this crazy high CP player who had all these CP points. And it was like, you know, made for dueling. Yeah. And I didn't know what I was doing at that point in time. And I just remember thinking like, how in the world in this game can a level eight beat a max level character? Like what just happened? Yeah. And who knows? I mean, that may still be possible, but it's a, it's a much smaller gap now. Um, and yeah, the, the point is they just wanted to make it weaker. Uh, but that also means that you'll have more points to spread around as well. So kind of a, yep. a give and take there. Um, the only thing I've really seen people complain about online is that we just had this XP event and a lot of people like made a point of grinding uh, as much CP as they possibly could during that event. Uh, and now they're reducing the amount of CP you need. Uh, so I've saw some people complain about that, but it's hard for me to empathize, honestly. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> that's, that's, have you played this game? <laughs> uh the only other thing that I wanted to mention from the patch notes, uh, very important, the dragons in your own homeland. Can you believe it? Um, you don't, I don't believe it. I haven't heard they, this. Uh, they say, they stated in the patch notes, <laughs> no they're going to make they're gonna make it so that that scene plays less often, so you're not going to hear it constantly anymore. Um, <laughs> there's some threads on the forums, like, they're like, sweet, we, I have a whole list of a bunch of other NPCs I need you to shut up to, please. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah. This one always cracked me up, because, you know, I always hang out more on hold, and it's a, it's a female NPC that's always sh- shouting yeah. it, and... and uh, Really, I hang out in East March, but when I go to Mornhold for a right. time, and she just screams it over like every other NPC, like she's just yelling from the other side of town. I, I mean, swear, it doesn't matter where you're standing you in that it? town, you're gonna hear it. <laughs> you're gonna hear that line. Uh, it's a big town, but doesn't matter. It's gonna get inside your she's ear got a somehow. Voice. <laughs> uh, you should hang out in East March more often. You don't hear about dragons in your homeland in East March. Yeah. There's a whole slew of other repeated stuff there, too. <laughs> it's mostly just drunk yeah. nords, so. <laughs> a, bunch of, a bunch of drunken nords. <laughs> Anything else from PTS that you wanted to mention? Anything? I mean, I know there's tons of stuff that we didn't mention. There's so much there stuff. There was like 40-something pages of patch notes. We'll, uh, we'll be in touch. You know, we've talked about it. We'll be in touch a little bit more through these patch notes. We think that there's going to be a lot of stuff to talk we'll about. We'll do another episode next week. Um... I expect it to be kind of a slow PTS week. I'm actually kind of hoping it'll be a slow PTS week <laughs> uh, because 
it'll give us a little bit more of an opportunity to go over these notes some more, maybe point out some interesting things that we've missed uh, for this first pass through. Uh, but more importantly than that, I actually just have some ESO like builds and stuff I want to talk about, and we're not yeah. going to have time tonight uh, uh, just because we have all this to talk about. But I, I have some cool stuff that I'm itching to talk about, so um, I'm, I'm kind of hoping uh, for a quiet PTS next week. Not that I'll complain, hey, if there's some exciting stuff, we'll go for it. We'll yeah. take it. <laughs> uh, I know the name of this episode should be "We'll Take It." Uh, that's <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. So uh, emails and shoutouts. No emails this week, but I do have a quick shout out to Mowards. So uh, Davius, you and me and Mowards one night. It's been a couple of weeks ago now, I think. Um, we all just teamed up and went into some BGs together, and I guess the the matchmaking system is a lot different <laughs> when you have three players in your group versus when you have two players in your group. Because <laughs> normally, Davies, it's just you and me, we're, we're duoing all the time. Mm-hmm. And we get into these yep. matches and, you know, we have a pretty good time most of the time. Uh, and so we were doing that one night and Mowards logs in and joins up with us. And we're like, yeah, let's go do some BGs. We've been having fun. And we jump in there and it's just like the most ultra sweaty <laughs> freaking battlegrounds I've ever seen in my life. And and we were not like built for it. Like our team was not optimized. We just like, oh, this is the character I want to play with. You know, it's just yeah. we just kind of were picking random characters. We were not ready for that kind of showdown. And man, it was it, it was demoralizing night. to say the least. We'll be ready next time. <laughs> But um, uh, Mowers yeah. was in uh, great spirits. Didn't let him get it, uh, yep. get him down. We had a great time. We were laughing about it. It yeah, was hilarious. Still a lot of fun. We can't detract people from coming out and doing a, a, a goons PvP uh, l- Anytime l- we're on, reach out to us. We'll group up to some battle. Absolutely. Rounds. And lesson learned too. Next time we have three or more people in group, we're going to make sure we have proper support. We're like. We're going to have a, we're going to be outfitted yep. properly there. Uh, yep. We were just like, I think there was one round. We just all three grabbed damage dealers, like glass cannon damage dealers. And that did not go well. <laughs> and we were just kind of trying different stuff. And it was, it was hilarious uh, to say the least. But aside from that, man, I've been having a blast in battlegrounds. Like some of the most fun I've had in battlegrounds in a long time. Yeah. It's a lot of fun right now. It's working out really well. Anyway, shout out to Mowards. Uh, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you can let us know if you have any questions or comments, suggestions about the show, anything you'd like to hear us talk about. Uh, tell us a joke. Say hello. Really, whatever you want, as long as you're nice. Scrollandpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, you're also welcome to hit us up in-game. We're on PCNA. I'm at Cat Sparrowhawk. Davius is at Star Jumper. Um, we have a guild called Stoons Goons. Um, if you'd like to be a part of that, I tell you what, the the guild is pretty cool. It's really all about the Discord server. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's really the the guild end game. I guess it's fun to be a part of it or not or whatever. It's really just a way of getting into the Discord server. Then once you're in there, you're in. You know what I mean? That's it. Uh, the VIP area <laughs> right there. <laughs> uh, and really mostly what we do is just talk about build ideas and share memes and just kind of chit chat. It's a very similar vibe to what you're getting right here on the show. It's just kind of extended throughout our lives day to day. So I think that's about it. Anything else we need to talk about, Davius? I, uh, for, for anybody keeping track of my arena runs, I'm up to... I think in the mid forties on my vanishing <laughs> runs now. It's, uh, Man, my arena, my arena curse continues over to oh the vanishing. Oh my gosh! Runs. 
How many I, Maelstrom you know, runs did it take to get your resto staff? I think it was 50, 57, 58. See if we can break that record. You're almost there. <laughs> well, so here's the thing. With the proc, so I was trying to get a Vatishran Lightning Destro uh-huh. staff. That was what I was trying to get for my, I have a, a, a Magplar that was kind of proc based. Uh-huh. Uh, with these proc changes, I'm not even getting it anymore. I'm just, You're I'm just giving out. up. I don't even need it anymore. You've been defeated. Just don't even need. I'm just moving on. I'm going to redo his build. It doesn't really make sense anymore. So it is what it is. Well, I have multiple frost and flame staffs, though. So at least you <laughs> like know that arena really, really well. I do. I, I, I had joked I can knock out a Vatishran arena run uh, in about. Depending on how things go and depending on, you know, if you find the right buffs and things as you're going, uh, about 18 to 24 minutes <laughs> is about my average time. Now you're doing normal runs, right? On normal yeah. runs, yes, normal. Yeah, yeah. normal That's what normal I would runs. do too. If I was doing that, if I was doing that in uh, Veteran, that'd be, you gotta start making a video or something. <laughs> Okay, I think that's going to be the end of this episode. Thank you very much for listening. We'll be back next week. We'll see you then.